Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. You wouldn't lie to me. What? What? Okay. Okay. If you're wondering, we did start, and okay. I got I got to do it. Oh my goodness! I think do this is the fourteenth episode. I've been cranking these things out lately. This is gonna be like the third one this week, which I'm. I think that's a good thing. I hope this will be. I don't know if this will be the last one of January of 2019, but I put out three in a month, five counting the episodes that I recorded myself. So it is what it is, but I think it will be satisfactory. Um, before I introduce anybody or say anything, I'd like to thank you all for returning. I just got off uh, Tinder for the fifth time today, and I'm not going to get off on a rant here this early, but if you don't have the self-respect to say something positive about yourself rather than something negative about yourself, Tinder may not be that for you. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm fine with you being a cocky son of a bitch. That's, it is what it is, but at least have some self-respect. But anyway... This is going to be a different kind of episode, not because of the format or what we're going to talk about, but this gentleman here is one of my closest friends that I've ever had. He knows me better than most people do. Uh, uh, whoopsies. My dad was even looking forward to seeing or listening to this podcast because he wanted to hear how Jacob sounds, so this ought to be interesting. But my friend, Jacob Ruffner, we went to high school together. He was one of my closest friends. He still is one of my closest friends. It's going to be an interesting podcast. I don't know where it's going to go, what we're going to talk about necessarily. I think I'll try to keep it in the vein of what I usually do, but this gentleman knows me well enough that he might be able to question me on some things. So that's okay. He's, he's smiling at me. I, hope that, I feel like that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it real. I have my Diet Coke here. I was a little tired. I had too much Mexican food. I met up with a couple of people. And before we even get into that, this is going to be the last day of our break. I think Jacob is going home tomorrow. We have talked about this. He's been packing. Just had dinner with his family also. So I do want to apologize if I didn't get to meet up with people that I said I was going to. I, f- I feel kind of guilty about that. Uh, like, I'll name three people. I think the majority of these people that I'm going to say listen to the podcast, Aubrey, Breeza, and Kelton, I'm sorry that I didn't get to meet up with you guys. I hope to see you soon. I will be coming back soon because I think our friend Blake... Jacob, you remember Blake? Mm-hmm. He is going to be graduating the 18th of this month. Hey, he is going to be a Marine. Mm-hmm. He's going to be stationed out in San Diego still, I think. And from what it sounds like, I've been talking to uh, a lady that he was very close with and he stayed with, and I think he is happier than he's ever been. And he's doing his own thing, and I think he's proud. So that all being said, we're going to get into it. I just talked for three minutes straight. I went off on a rant. I'm sorry, but we'll talk, we'll talk. Jacob, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. I <laughs> hope you, you like my studio. Thank you, Mr. Letterman. I oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing. This may be the last time we do this in Jack's Meat Market. Uh, this, there might be an announcement come Monday, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, a lot of things have happened in this deli. We were here for a lot of them. I cried over in that booth. We talked about bitches over in this booth. Bitches as a joke. I'm, I'm not a misogynist, people. Don't worry. I can vouch for him. Thank you. Uh, we've eaten at this table and that table a whole hell of a lot. We've had some friends added to our group that we used to eat at lunch from whenever we were in high school. We lost some people. We gained some people. But uh, it's weird to think about everything that's happened in this deli. Hopefully it's not out of my hands uh, ASAP because there are some good memories, even though I hate this place. But... Uh, 
It's like high school. Yeah, it's like y- there's some good stuff even in the bad. This is like a microcosm of high school. This establishment. You got a point. I'm gonna yeah. not look at this because you don't have anywhere to be after this, do you? No. All right. I hope not. No. So, Jacob. I'm going to give my first memory of you, and then I'm going to give my memory of how we became friends. Uh, my first memory was I almost got into a fist fight with some kid in middle school out on the playground. Not playground. You know that track yeah. field thing. This wasn't me, right? No, oh, I wasn't okay. going to get into a fist fight with you. <laughs> but, I don't remember it if it was. No. We've never really come to blows over anything, but... Uh, me and this kid almost got into a fist fight. We got in each other's face. And, like, we lined up to get back into the school. And it's like, why didn't you beat the fuck out of that kid? It was one of the few things you said to me. I, I may have paraphrased, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was like. I don't know if you remember the kid. I'm only, only going to say his first yeah. name. His name was Andrew. You remember him yet? Okay. No. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But that was my very first memory of you. Okay. Um, whenever we very first, like, started becoming friends, I talk to you we went to italian village mm-hmm. and i was like i got a girl problem brother and i need your advice yeah i i actually remember you texting me that weekend and i was like i know jackson from classes but i didn't necessarily know why you were reaching out to me so i was like oh god i'm nervous what do i do i don't know jackson what, what am i gonna say so i invited isaiah yes and he showed up and it was a good time yeah um but yeah, uh, that's that was the start of our friendship. So it's I, I was a little nervous. I just want to say that. I got you. <laughs> Why do you think you're nervous? Just because we didn't really talk that much. Mm-hmm. I got you. I don't know why, but I have this thing. Whenever I decide that I want to be friends with somebody, I usually bring up a moral dilemma or problem I have. Um, I don't do it too often, obviously, because not a lot of people know what I think. But whenever I do, like care about somebody or respect them, I usually open it up. And I think that's how a lot of my friendships that are actually very important to me start. Mm-hmm. And I think, obviously, I made a very good decision, in my humble opinion. I think... I can't judge that. Oh, all right. You have buyer's remorse? No. Okay. No, I can't judge that for myself, oh, okay. from your side. No, I, I'm so, satisfied. I'm, I am, too. I'm satisfied. So, um, for anybody that doesn't know Jacob, he went to college at SIUE. He is studying... I'm continuing. G- continuing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just giving you crap. Are you excited to go back? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm excited to rearrange my room. Really? So, yeah. You I'm are excited. very, I don't want to say meticulous, but I feel like that might be a good word. You have a place for certain things. Mm-hmm. Like your room, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the way Jacob organizes stuff, but he is very, I don't even know what the word is, but particular maybe? Like, would you say you're particular? I'm not, like, anal about it. I want. I don't want anybody to think that I'm, like, a psychopath or anything. I don't think you're a psychopath, but I've never met anybody that has cans of air to, like, dust the yeah. room. I feel like that's, that's also impressive, but still. No, that's common. It is? Yeah. Matt has a little can of air. He doesn't use it much, but... There you go. Because, yeah, his keyboard's gross. But that's a <laughs> I just like my, my things to look pretty. That's all. Okay. So. I can respect that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back to school. I, I didn't mean to get off on it. No, that's okay. Um, Would you like to elaborate on what you're studying? Because I'm not going to yeah. do it justice. Sure. I make maps and stuff. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a geography major right now. Um, so this semester I'm going to be doing like cartography and some specialized courses on like I don't want to burp on the podcast. That's I've, I've done crude things on this okay. podcast. You're fine. 
yeah, so I, I've got cartography and then like some courses on Latin America and stuff, so. Um, man, the ski is making me nasty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to go back and do more interesting geography things that are more specialized instead of just intro classes. So. I got you. Yeah. I will say that out of the majority of people that I've met in Murfreesboro, you and your family are some of the more cultured people. I feel like you're a traveled people. You've been to Germany, Europe, all that fun mm -hmm. stuff. Is that why you think you're interested in making maps? Yeah, absolutely. Just like um, you want to experience a little bit more of the world? Yeah, for sure. And it's hopefully going to let me travel a lot, which is like one of the main reasons I chose it. So. Yeah. I like travel and I like maps. I spend a lot of freaking time on Google Earth. Like, Carson gives me looks sometimes. Really? Yeah. Carson's my roommate for anybody that doesn't know. Carson Polis, great dude. He's really fun. I'm going to see him tomorrow. So. Hey. Well, so if you had to go back to Europe, would you try to go back to your, uh, Germany or would you like to go somewhere Probably else? Probably not Germany. Um, I love Ireland. I grew up going to Ireland with my parents. Now, I'm going to preface this whole podcast. I do a lot of like really fun things that I feel like people would categorize as bougie. Bougie? Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm lucky. My family isn't rich. My dad is a teacher at SIUC. You would assume that a professor at a state university would be paid pretty well. SIUC is not in the best financial state, so that's not true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I grew up with my father at the university, and my, my mom's an art student from back in the day, and they I, I got the opportunity a lot as a kid to go over to Ireland because my dad was teaching forestry classes over there, so I would just tag along as a little tyke and see Ireland, and I got to go to Scotland and stuff, and it was really cool. So, like, as a child, that inspired, like, a love of travel. And then it's about every other year my dad does those forestry classes, and then one year he did one to Germany and Austria and Switzerland, which was the first time he ever did it um and i got to go along because i was right before high school uh -huh. and um after some stuff that he did like uh for the military had some extra budgeting to allow me to go so that was really cool so yeah i'm not like spending vacations <laughs> in like i don't know tahiti or whatever okay. um I did, i'm not taking any pills in ibiza fair enough um fair enough. but yeah uh those, those opportunities as a kid was I, obviously lucky, but also did a lot to humble me, I think. Um, now, that's kind of weird because I don't always act super humble. But what do you I, mean by I, that? Like, I've never uh, seen you act like a prick, if that makes you feel any better. I appreciate that. I don't think I act like a prick, but, like, uh, I, I do think that I do have, like, a sense of scale, I guess is what I would call it. Like, I... Obviously, everybody knows that there's, like, a whole big world out there, uh -huh. but, like, to some extent, I've been able to experience that more, mm -hmm. even at my age, than most other kids from Murfreesboro have, so, like, it's not something that equates, obviously, to being, like, better, it's just, like, the, the you know, this travel's inspired a lot in me, and, like, made me want to travel, and see cool things and all that stuff so instead of i guess i'll boil it down to i've never been one 
to want to like settle down and you know have a family in small town mm-hmm. illinois yeah. in my future i want to be off every weekend going to see a new place so all right i've we've talked about this before mm-hmm. but uh your lifestyle and do you think you're ever going to have kids <laughs> i don't think so you don't like kids no, no. um yeah uh so like I think I have some, like, trauma from being a kid. Uh Um, My sister had some, like, bowel issues as a tiny baby child. Yeah. And, like, cried, I would guess, like, 75% of her existence from, like, year one to year three. That sucks. So that made me really want to die as a little baby. And I don't... I I guess that must have uh, impressed upon me some sort of, like, trauma that, like, no no babies ever. Uh, But, like... Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't want kids, and I also, if if I want to travel in my future, I don't want to, like, be bound to a family or, like, one home, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I feel like if I did have that lifestyle, I'd just feel guilty a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle and uh, his his wife that live out in california they travel like every weekend they don't have kids so that works out really well for them um so you know we'll see what the future holds but um yeah okay i like to move around and do stuff so Mm -hmm. i do want to ask a question that we kind of talked about very briefly a hot second ago but i get this question a lot because i'm from carbondale and your dad works and works at mm-hmm. the university. Was there a reason other than it's just like it's more or less home that you didn't want to go to SIUC? Um, just its current state. So having having Charles at the university, my dad's name is Charles. Um, Charles <laughs> Ruffer, uh, go take his glasses. He's a really nice good. man. It's pretty cool. Yes, he's like me, but with a beard and bald, <laughs> and a little bit more odd, I guess. But it's good. Uh, so yeah, having him at the university. Kind of gives me some insight into like the true shit that goes down there. Yeah, and it's it's not too hot. He comes home complaining a lot, like why can't this fucking university get its shit together? Um, I mean, hell, SLUC has gone through like three chancellors over the past like four five years. Yeah, um, we just had Chancellor Montemagno die. All right, uh, in November. Yeah, I mean, okay. This is going out for public record. So, like, Montemagno did a lot of things at the university that a lot of people weren't keen on. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a lot of questionable things morally in his private life, too. Like, it, this is just secondhand knowledge from my dad, but apparently he brought his kids and, you know, wife here with him. Because mm-hmm. who wouldn't? but then offered them positions at the university that I guess they weren't necessarily qualified for. So, like, nepotism type of stuff? Yeah, and, like, trying... He, he brought a lot of new ideas to the university structure because that's what it needs. That's what SIUC needs. It needs to get out of this rut that it's been in with new ideas and new management ideas. But he did... He, he brought the new ideas and some... It seems like greedy ideas, tactics to okay. the business. Um, but at the end of the day, um, his plan of reorganizing the university um, 
was not looked at greatly by a lot of the staff on the university because it took some pretty drastic steps to save money. Oh. It's still going on after his death. Uh, they, they chose to Keep with move it. forward with it. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, it's it's been in a rut for a while. I just hope that it doesn't fall further into it because it's a good university. has a lot of key programs. Um, but it, it needs some drastic measure to save it. So okay. it kind of sucks. And as a kid, it, it made me a little stressed about my dad's job. But luck. He is also, luckily, in a really revered program there. So. There you go. Well, I will ask you a personal question about your college experience so far. You're in the honors program at SIUE. Um, my honors program at UIS, as of right now, I see it as, I don't want to say unnecessary, but I guess maybe it's because who I am as a person, I find it unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But they try to emphasize critical thinking to the point where it's all about critical thinking rather than learning itself. I guess that might be what an honors pr- program is supposed mm-hmm. to be. But, like, what is your experience with yours then? I've loved mine. Um, I've been pretty optimistic about my college life. Yeah. It may not be, like, realistically all fun and games all the time, but I, I really love it up there so far. and. I think a large part of it is due to my enrollment in the honors program there. Um, mine definitely eff- emphasizes like critical thinking, but usually in tandem with learning. Yeah. So like my two classes that I had for the honors program this year, uh, one of them was on like contemporary um, government, and I guess I would call it like analyzing democracy and authoritarianism and just how government as an idea translates into like the real world and that's kind of a broad like abstract concept but when you like attach it to historical events or people it's like oh this you know this broad scope of government and the u.s government when you boil it down especially when there's like some sort of world event like the world war recession like all of these things that get passed in washington or whatever do have like a serious effect on the everyday person so we would read books um one of them was called like how the how democracies die and in class when we would talk about um like the state that venezuela is in right now Mm -hmm. or how fascism came to power in italy we would be looking at historical events and learning uh you know what led to the downfall of whatever or why is donald trump in office so obviously we'd be learning a bunch of facts and trivial knowledge but my professor for both classes charles berger who is like god for the english department at siue um also forced us to like think about how these events or how these laws or whatever um affect the populace that they you know have been passed through um in a way that like i have never been challenged to critically think more than that class my first like two or three papers got really shitty grades really yeah and he he commented on him he's like there's a lot here but your ability to tie um ideas together ideas uh not ideas but to take like a piece of text or a source or something and weave that into like what i want to say about something yeah 
isn't there yet. So like after, you know, my second or third paper, I'm like, okay, I need to like get my ass in gear and really start like thinking, you know, critically thinking about what I'm reading about. Because I, I can talk about whatever, I can blow smoke out of my ass in class, but if I can't like coherently form that into a narrative or a message in a paper, uh -huh. like it doesn't matter. You know, my, my, whatever I want to say or whatever I think the book has to say about something is never going to be communicated if I can't like pick it apart in my brain and then take that, take what I've learned in class that may be trivial and then like think about how it applies to whatever subject we're talking about. So I don't know if it's just Charles Berger as the professor molding those two facets of the honors program together really well yeah or it's just the structure of SIUE's honor program but I think I got lucky with my choice of class there um so I had a really good introduction to, like critical thinking and trivial learning in my first semester we'll see what happens with my class this semester but it seems like my program really stresses both from what I've seen so far I have a pretty, have a pretty good relationship with the two directors that we have, Eric Ruck and Ian Toberman there. Um, I go out to Eric, I, I don't go out to Eric, I go out to coffee or whatever with Eric every once in a while. And Interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's not how weird. Old, how old is this Eric? I don't know, like 50. He's, he's like my dad. Um, yeah, Eric reminds me a lot of my dad. He looks almost exactly like him, but skinnier. And that's not a knock, that's not a knock to Charles. Don't worry. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Well, he, he, from what I understand, does it with most students that are like, I don't want to go off on a tangent here. He, he does it with most students that like engage back with the program instead okay. of just goes to classes. So like in high school, I feel like I was part of a group of people that would like not just go to class, but like also try to have a relationship with the teachers, you know? I agree. Um, so I've done that in college too, and I think in some parts it's more important to do in college because sometimes you might be in a huge hall of students. I've always wanted to be someone that like stands out, not academically necessarily, but at least every teacher knows who I am at least a little bit. You know? Yeah. And the I do invest a lot of time in the honors program because I have interest in classes and I and I like critically thinking or whatever. Um, so. Uh, when I was looking for colleges, I reached out to Eric because I wanted to like know what the honors program is about, and um, I established a relationship right there last fall with Eric and Ian at the honors program. And apparently, Eric told me like three or four weeks ago at coffee, like most kids don't do that. Like it, it was, I guess, a pretty minor event in my life that like must have set me apart from other kids, and. Again, this doesn't mean that I'm like academically smarter because I'm not. I have an average GPA, um, but I just, you know, called them, said, "Hey, can we have a meeting?" And I guess that prompted him to like, I guess, see me as someone that wants to engage with the honors program instead of just the honors program engaging with the student. Well, that if that sense. if that makes sense, no, I, I know that was kind of convoluted, but like, yeah, I have. I have a pretty good relationship with Eric and Ian, and like they seem to be guys that are really 
intent on like restructuring our program because it went through a big kerfuddle two or three years ago where Eric like led it in this new direction and they are really stressing what I guess you seem to be lacking a little bit is like melding these two ideas that ideally should be Together. the cores yeah. of an honors program and they seem to be doing it really well and I don't think it's just due to luck um, they're both really intelligent people and the, gr the group of staff that they've picked to do classes are just so far seem to be really really smart and I, I think Abby would say the same or um, you know whoever else is in the honors program there is Carson in the honors program he's not and I think he should be I think he's he, a smart guy I know he plays it off yeah he does <laughs> Carson's a character because he is so fucking smart um, he told me one time that he got like a 32 or 33 on the math section of the ACT and I'm like what I guess I always envisioned Carson as like a dude who like does sports and shit does his homework you know yeah. but like he is insanely intelligent and like this last semester uh, made me realize that so he should definitely be in the program and like Marley should be in the program Matt's girlfriend and Matt was on the podcast two episodes ago yes uh, so like I guess the honors program for any school might seem a little intimidating or too high class I know that's something that like we kind of like roll our heads at because I think you and me see each other as just like normal dudes mm -hmm. on campus I agree um but what I wish people knew about the pro, you know, most honors program is that, like, we're just a bunch of people that, for the most part, just want to kind of, like, talk more, usually. It seems like most honors classes are, like, a little bit more discussion-based. I agree. Um, and, you know, if that's not your deal, I understand, but it, at least my honors program, SAUE, has a lot to offer with just learning more stuff than you might usually get at um so i'd urge anybody applying to college to at least apply to the honors college and it seems like marley told me she didn't apply and neither did carson and i'm like ah. you know yeah. it's it's cool and if you got into it like you can do a trial run it's not like your contract balance to the honors program that's the same deal with mine mm -hmm. before we go any further uh, my grandmother called me, and I want to make sure she's not dying. Is it okay if we do this real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to mute the mic because this is what we do. That's we, fine. We do new things. I'm going to make sure no one's dying here. But uh, my honors program is fairly similar. Oh, hello? Hey, hey, honey. Hey, Hi. Grandma. Uh, guess what? What? You're on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast right now. Really? Yes, you are. Are you doing okay? Tell me what I've done. Are you done? What now? Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm better, honey. Much better. Well, good. I hope so. We ate, we ate that whole tub of uh, chicken soup for two days. So That's the spirit. <laughs> Living off soup. I feel that. <laughs> I like it. Well, are you calling just to tell me goodbye, I'm assuming? Yeah. When are you leaving? I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I know. I hate not being able to see you at all. It just makes us sick. Grandma, don't feel bad. You're sick. I'm going to be back probably within the month, so don't feel bad about anything. Okay? Yeah. 
Are you home tonight? I am recording a podcast right now with my friend at the deli. Oh, Cracking sorry. open another No, machine. you're okay. I just wanted to make sure you are okay. Yeah, I'm okay, and I wanted to hey. say something to you before you left, so... Anyway, your mom and dad are taking you, right? Yep, and they are dead asleep right now, I think. One pro being friends with Jackson is you get like a lot of ski in life. It's great. Um, I think they are. I would highly recommend it. They're coming back. Like, there's a small chance that I might be going by myself because it should be raining. Oh, okay. So, like, the snow should be gone. Okay. Well, honey, I'll let you go. Okay, but I'll send you um, a text tomorrow if I leave. Okay. All right, honey. I love you. I love you too. Tell Grandpa I love him. I will. I'll tell him. Okay. All right. Bye, honey. Bye, Grandma. She's a lovely woman. <laughs> All right. Um, my grandmother, she's a cool lady. My mother made her chicken noodle soup. Anyway, back to what we're doing. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the honors program. Yeah. I think, from what it sounds like, your honors program is doing something really right. I think my honors program isn't doing anything wrong, per se. It might be because I haven't bought into it the way I should. I will say I'm grateful for my director. In fact, I'm going to be interviewing my honors director oh, on this podcast. Oh, that's good. So it's going to be very interesting. Hey, he might, you know, invite you to whatever on campus and be like, hey, that little, you know, that podcast to show me that you were, you know. He actually listened a to A person. This. Really? Yes. <laughs> How big is your program? Like, um, I think there, I don't, like there's about 120 honor students per class and there's four classes. Hmm. Okay. So, how big is your campus population? I think doing math six, here. seven thousand. Yeah, um, our program represents about seven to eight percent of our college. I so, these are not my words, but the honors brochure at SIUE says like it is academically, on average, the top six to seven percent of students. You know, obviously you That's have outliers cool. and high achievers outside of the honors program yes. but i don't know if you had this problem well it's not our problem necessarily but like i don't know if your honors program like it won't let me transfer certain credits that i took in community college into the actual program like my english credits i have to take actual english credits that the uis my school provides me rather than the ones i would have taken at a community college so that's why a lot of people in my program that say took community college classes and that are really smart decided not to be in the honors program because they wanted to graduate early with all their credits. I think that's fucking stupid. <laughs> what my what the honors? Yeah, how I it agree. deals with that. Okay, so part of my ideology that I think has been impressed upon me by my dad is like, if you're going out of your way to like apply yourself at least to the honors program where there's like a sense of community and all that or at least academic community mm-hmm. you're somewhat setting apart setting yourself apart from other students in the fact that like you're reaching out there into like the academic void of college and you're like hey I'm not just applying to your school I'm like committing myself to not only trying to better your school but like really take advantage of what you guys have to offer at U of I or you know SIUE so wait is UIS part of U of the U of I system okay Okay, cool (laughs) so um, if you've done that and you're in an honors program right I feel like 
and this sounds elitist, but I'm promised I'm not being a dickhead here because anybody can be in the fucking honors program if you have decent grades. Mm -hmm. Since you've tried to apply yourself, or at least tell people that you're going to apply yourself, they should there should be some sort of incentive to do that because not everybody's just want to is going to want to be in like discussion based classes yes. about abstract topics. So for people that are kind of on the edge. Um, like you, you seem to be like kind of feeling it out, but like not all the way sold. Yes. My school waves our gen eds for the four years of college. Oh my we god. Can graduate, <laughs> we can graduate and get a bachelor's degree with no like English 101 classes or math 101, and it's fucking amazing because what they do, instead of adding extra honors classes on to your gen eds uh -huh. your honors classes are your gen eds huh so you tell like tell me your class load for next semester like my the way you just described that is kind of similar but it does sound like yours is a little bit better like i still have to take my math and general education credits hmm. and the thing is i didn't take well that's a lie i did take one math college credit at a community college but my honors classes, like the most of them, are the English credits. But we also have to, they still critique our writing style and stuff okay. like that. But we still have to take a biology and a chemistry, like gen ed, and we still have to take our math gen yeah. education. So what's your schedule for next semester? Mine is I'm taking introduction to guitar because I yeah, playing guitar. Yeah, so that's an elective. I'm taking uh, an elective for my political science. Okay. The th it also double as... Well, as so it applies to your major. Yes. So I'll take it out of the elective pool. Like, it also applies for an ETCHE credit, which is some sort of citizenship thing. Okay. I'm taking applied statistics. Is that for your... That is a general major? education. Oh, okay. okay. I'm taking uh, another ETCHE credit course, which is I have to take to graduate. Mm. Okay. And I have... The last one, I believe, is my interdisciplinary writing course. And that's my English honors course. Okay. So, you're taking one class that is applicable to your major, right? Technically, yes. I think you're correct. Everything else is stuff I have to take. That's fucking stupid, man. And technically, it's to my minor. It's not even to my major. Huh. Like, my communications courses, I'm not eligible to take anymore until I'm yeah. a sophomore. Oh, kind of okay. Well, I guess that makes a little bit of sense. So, like, let's say you're at SIUE, mm -hmm. and you have the same sort of course load, right? So your honors course would replace that math course. Unless you had, like, chemistry or engineering as a major, mm -hmm. you may never take a math course. So, That's kind of dope. Like, let's, so you're at SIUE, right? And you're a communications major. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your honors English course. That's an honors course. Yes. Uh, you know, you don't need anything else because your honors course is what you need to graduate. And then you have electives, whatever you want to take, and whatever you need for your major. And that's it. Huh. So, like, mine last semester, I hope I'm not fucking this up. God bless Ian Toberman. But sometimes these advanced scheduling things do not translate to me well but yes i've had three months to try to understand <laughs> this and i feel like i'm right on some level okay so my my schedule last semester 
and my two honors courses which I were required to take by the honors program one was on like democracy and uh, okay. government and all that stuff so it was kind of it was almost like an interesting elective honors course right okay. the other one was on like critiquing writing and rhetorical thinking uh-huh. um, so those are my two honors courses that are applying for my gen eds right so one of them did the job of an English course and one of them did like a political slash citizenship role right yes. I would argue if I were talking to the chancellor of SIUE trying to get this new structure for the honors program to get in I'm just assuming this is what like Eric Brooks thinking was uh-huh. like a lot of these, these classes are applying for what a gen ed would essentially do for a student educationally and then I had two geography courses which were like introductory courses which I need for my major and then what else did I have I had one elective um, oh yeah it was anthropology on evolution and I wanted to take that because it sounds interesting and I like evolution and shit yeah Actually, it just came up in discussion with a friend today. I was talking about Artipithecus ramidus and um, <laughs> uh, Homo habilis florensis. Homo, Homo afluriensis. No. Uh, it's like a pygmy species that existed like 12,000 years ago in Indonesia. Is this supposed to be kind of like that little scale thing where like a guy is crawling versus walking? Like, is that yeah, okay. essentially. But the weird thing is about that. What I learned from my elective class, because I didn't have to take some stupid fucking <laughs> gen ed course, is that um, a pygmy species that had a small brain and small muscles and a small body, like literally four four feet tall, like the Hobbit or something. Yeah. Okay. Evolved in Africa and left Africa before the rest of Homo habilis and modern humans and Neanderthals evolved. Huh. So the the theory that like you need a big brain you need to be able to make good tools and you need a strong body to leave africa where there's a lot of genetic diversity you know if you were some weird non-evolved species you could probably find an environment that suits you in africa yeah. and get through the desert of the sahara and uh the saudi arabian peninsula and into europe and asia you need to have a big brain big muscles and you need an advanced tool culture that's not true. Because Florenzis proves that you can be a small dude with a small brain, and you can make amazing tools, but you don't need a big brain and, like, some strong evolved body to get out of Africa, which is really interesting. And they existed up till 12,000 years ago, essentially, when, like, the, the Indus River civilization was getting started. So, like... These little dudes were making super advanced tools on an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean along with modern humans because they were good enough at what they did to stay alive for half a million years. So, moral of this stupid story that I was nerdily interested in is that I got to take a really cool course that was interesting to me because I didn't have to take gen eds and I feel bad for anybody that has to take gen eds Especially if they're in an honors course. Yes. Um, Sorry, evolution's cool. It's yeah. really interesting. Hey, I'm not here to judge. Um, I think maybe it's my fault because I haven't bought into my honors program completely and totally yet. Maybe I'll appreciate it more. Just let it take a hold of you and just let like, it well, bend me over. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, like, 
my director, very nice man. All the staff there is fairly nice to me. I think they have my best interest. I'm like they're very flexible and they're open to new ideas. So I will give them that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, UIS well hasn't really even been a thing. Like the first like graduating class of honor students was like 2000, 2001. So it's only oh. been 17 years. Mm. Or 18 years technically, I guess, because it's 2019. Hashtag 2019, bad bitch. Anyway. But, um, I can't believe 2020 is next year. Yes, that is kind of yeah. whack. We're going to be 20. Yep. Anyway, before we get off on an existential crisis here, I, I will, even if they're not listening, Dr. Klingchern, if you're listening, you're such a homie right now, but that's not the point. I will try to look more into critical thinking and maybe it's my fault because i haven't bought into it but i've always been kind of skeptical of the idea of the student leading the classroom discussion i've always had a hard time with that like don't get me wrong my teachers do guide us whenever we do it but i guess i don't have the faith in myself or my peers to be able to do that yet and maybe that might be a problem that i have okay do you mind if i chime in here go ahead all right hit me with it i think to back up your honors director Sometimes you got to get lucky in a class that has the right choice of students mm-hmm. that okay. is just willing to, like, just talk, you know, and, like, lead a class. So I had, like, the perfect storm. Dr. Berger, some really cool guys in my honors class, uh, like Colin Boyson, shout out to Colin, dope dude. Um, <laughs> Frickin' Ethan, uh, yeah, some really cool people that were, like, willing to talk. And, you know, anybody in that class, for the most part, um, would either start a conversation on an idea that they were interested in whatever we were reading or talking about, or piggyback off of someone else's comment. So not every class has that. Like, maybe you just get, you know, you just get a group of kids that are generally pretty shy, and... A lot of the time, those conversations that are critical to a class don't start. And yeah. it's not the it's not the student's fault necessarily, and it's not the professor's fault necessarily, um, and it may not be the, mate- the the course material's fault either. It's just that like some things didn't align properly, and that's okay. Um, but my classes, like everything, seemed to work pretty well together, and I I told Eric. Uh, one time he asked me like why do you think your class was like so talkative and because he he goes around like visits classes to make sure everything's like going dope Uh and i guess he he told me like the day that he was in there that was like the most talkative honors class he's ever seen really i will say that i'm like a leader of discussion not because i have like poignant things to say i just like to hear myself speak you know (laughs) i don't really give a shit i'm not worried about people for the most part not people judging me for what i have to say i think most of the time i have something intelligent to say but like not yeah i'm not charles Berger. i'm not like the voice of god i just don't mind talking like a lot of my class members in that class so i told him that i told eric that it's partly the students just getting lucky with class you know class composition and stuff like that but also i think that i i do think that the professor has a lot to do with it, obviously. Like you said, you're not fully confident in a student-leading discussion. The professor also has to be, you know, not only knowledgeable in mm-hmm. what the course is about, but, like, willing to teach what they are passionate about. So, Dr. Berger, 
you can tell that like he's not catering to what he thinks that like our generation wants to learn about that's not always the greatest thing like i don't always want to talk about like poetry and shit or whatever some obscure piece of literature that he's read in his like billion years on earth yeah because he's like an elder god uh, <laughs> like you know it's it may not always be that interesting to me but i think that since he was so passionate and, like obviously excited about what he's talking about at some point that's going to boil over into the class the class is going to realize like oh this dude knows what he's talking about and he's comfortable so like at some point i can be comfortable you know if you have a teacher that's trying to talk about like some contemporary piece of literature that they don't know about but they think is applicable to the students uh-huh they're not gonna have that excitement they're not gonna have that knowledge there either and it's gonna like destroy one ladder of this you know ladder to success in a class so like if you have a professor that you're interviewing to teach a new honors course make sure that they know that they don't have to cater to the kids if as long as they know about and are passionate about whatever they're teaching 99% of the time the class will recognize that and like know that if the teacher is confident then like at some point I can be confident so if if Charles Berger is leading discussion one I'm gonna get tired of him talking yeah cuz like he's a little cocky it's okay he graduated from Harvard or whatever but he's funny about it he's not like prickly um, and I'll be like, okay, it's time for this dude to stop talking. I'm going to say something. There you go. And since he's confident, I can be a little confident. Or the shy person in the class can be confident. Um, so it's like class composition and a little bit of professor that has to meld together to make an interesting class. But also, students applying to college or applying for a new honors class, choose something that you're interested in is if you have the opportunity to because that's okay. that's going to also build another rung so i think for this semester your english class just let it like it consume me be confident man just it's let okay it, what, how many people were in your class always my virginity to that class uh, yeah do it my english class i think maybe 15 to 18 I think I had like 25, 26. There you go. So yeah, if you're in a small group of people, even more of a reason to like build a relationship with your class members and your professor. So I think if I can be remembered by a professor, at least in passing, I've done something right. You know, that's, you that's all I want. As of right now, the only thing I do is make my professors laugh sometimes, but I'm satisfied. Well, that'll now. probably help too. I do want to point this back at you because, like, it's unique in the sense of I don't see it often. Like, people are smart and all that jazz, and I don't think this is just an intelligence quality, but I think you, you're not a professional student, that's not, like, what I'm trying to say, but, like, you actually have a desire to l learn stuff that's important to you. And I feel like I, almost everybody does in a way, but you're... For some reason, I feel like you have a different quality because it, you're actually passionate about it, about it. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm passionate about communicating, but I don't want to sit in class and talk about it. 
but I think you have a willingness to learn about it, but you also want to discuss it, and I think that's kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I'm not trying to make this some um, deep, like, whenever I came out of the womb, my <laughs> chromosomes crossed in a certain way. I don't want to make it like that. Yeah. But I feel like it's different because you were like that in high school. You were like that whenever I met you, and you still are. And I don't think anybody else is like that. Don't get me wrong. There's people that want to be teachers' pets, and I don't see you as that. Yeah, I see you as I don't actually see myself somebody that wants as a to, teacher's no. pet either. Yes. I'm never gonna, unless I like idolize a teacher. Like, I really loved Miss Patterson and Mr. White in high school. Yeah. You know, and I would do anything for him. Uh, but I'm never gonna like bend over backwards for a teacher. Like, I have no. I was hoping to see them over break high school teachers and be like. Hey, this is what I learned at college. I did a lot of fucking rhetoric work in papers that I had never touched ever before in my life. Think about teaching that, you know? Yeah. I feel like I built up, you know, a decent enough relationship where I'm not, like, trying to cater to the teacher, but, like, I know that they care about education, so, like, it's so weird to translate, you know? Okay. Uh, I guess I mean that, like, yeah, I'm not a teacher's pet. I'm definitely willing to, like, conf- you know, be confrontational and, like, be real to a teacher and not be like, oh, my God, I love you. I'll do anything. You know, I'll, I'll get the get- best grades ever because I don't have a perfect grade record, you know? Yeah. Um, but what compels you to, be, like, actually want to learn, though, mm-hmm. I guess is the question because yeah. I struggle with that sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, I... Is there, like, something that you think makes you that way? Or is it just, like, some genetic quality that you have? We had a long discussion in one of my honors classes. Like, a two-class se- two session long discussion on whether, like, skills were given to someone at birth or, like, <laughs> developed Cultivated. over time. Okay. I don't know if that's some, like, crazy Hitler what do you think? environmental determinism shit. I don't think you're born with skills. Okay. Like, so... No, I don't think my, I guess, what you would call my willingness to, like, reach out to teachers or class members is, like, genetically imbued in me. It's not like Assassin's Creed where they can, like, look at my memories and my DNA. Fair Uh, enough. Yeah, so I think part of it has to do with, like, how I was raised. So my dad working at SIUC, I was always around college students, especially. You know, when I would travel, I would be with a group of students learning about nerdy tree shit. I see. Um, so having a father as a professor and my mother as a teacher and, like, also a former art student showed me that, like, I don't need to be intimidated by these people. Um, uh-huh. I'm never going to feel like they're higher than me. Um, like... Charles Berger may be infinitely smarter than I am, but he's not, like, unreachable. Or he's not, like, of some quality that, like, I am undeserving of his attention, you know what I mean? I'll fucking make Charles Berger talk to me, I don't give a shit. You're not, like... I feel like some students that aren't comfortable with the university, like, ecosystem Mm -hmm. feel like they're, like, out of reach, you know what I mean? Like, I feel, if you have a professor that's, like, really smart, especially in a topic that you aren't familiar with, 
you feel almost intimidated by them. Yeah. Um, I've never felt that way because I've always like been around professors and I know that they're just people, you know? Um, so going to class with my father, going out in the woods to work with him showed me that. And I, it also showed me what it's like to be a college student from a young age. Like, I know I'm going to be stressed. I know I'm going to like feel intimidated by people, but also like a lot of my dad's students had really good relationships with their professor. Cause my dad, I, I will vouch for my dad and say that he's really personable and fun to be around. And I've read through some of his reviews as a professor, yeah. you know, when I'm interested and cause you know, rate my, my professor or whatever. Oh, your dad's on that side, mm -hmm. isn't he? And wow. he has like blazingly good reviews be and I believe them because he cares about his students and he does interesting shit and he's uh -huh. not afraid to be himself. Um, one of my uh, guidelines to Dr. Rook about like how a professor should try to act, you know, be yourself, do what you're interested in. So, back to the point. Um, it showed me that like it's okay to have a you know, a professional but like a little bit personable relationship with a professor. Like they don't have to be some like brick wall that gets your grades grades your papers them. and returns them they are also people yes. and they probably want to be treated that way too i think you know if i were a professor i don't want to have this like stale interaction with my students i think that defeats the purpose of college you know yeah so i've always tried to extend a hand to them and you you know usually they extend some sort of hand back like recognize that you're trying to go just a little bit above and beyond what most people do so yeah a lot of my childhood had a lot to do with that so yeah and, my, and some of it might just be that like I have a little bit of I might have a little bit of ADHD and I don't care about talking to people but also like in class I don't think I'm super personable I think I'm a little shy sometimes yeah but I guess I might have an ability to just talk more than some people do even if I feel a little shy sometimes. So I, I, I guess I don't really know exactly what it is, but it definitely has to do with, like, seeing what university was like before I got there, for sure. That makes sense. I, I do want your opinion on something. I've been... I'm probably in the minority when I think this, but after spending my very first semester in college in the dorm rooms experiencing college life, you can say it's a small college, so maybe I don't know the scale of what it is. I talk to other people about this, but uh, I don't think, I don't want to say people aren't ready for freedom that they get in college, but I feel like the majority of the students that I've seen have had to deal with things that they weren't prepared for, and maybe they thought they were, and they were too cocky, and they kind of fell on their face a little bit, but... I guess I just get the feeling that the majority of college students that start college aren't prepared for the freedom that's given to them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. I feel like it's probably like a 50-50 thing. It's not like a... It doesn't seem to me that it's most students, but like it's one of those like silent majority things. But like the loudest people are those that go to parties and I would say don't make the best decisions you know so you Maybe hear you're about right. you know the fuck ups more than the successes you could quite possibly even be right that's just 
you might be right because you do hear about people doing stupid shit a lot more than people just acting normal. <laughs> That's the way life is in yeah. general. But people, like, I get a hard time because I don't drink, I don't smoke, all that fun jazz. Same. But I swear to God, if my dad's about to come up here. Nope, never mind. You good? I just got a Tinder match. We're good. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Dad, not trying to be a weenie. Sorry if you're listening to this. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. Son of a bitch. I swear. Just, yeah. All right. That's going to be over there. I got an otter box. I just chucked oh, okay. it across the room if you guys were wondering. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's weird seeing people have freedom for the first time and how they either use it or abuse it. And don't get me wrong. Natural selection is a wonderful thing. And I'm fine with people making their own decisions. Fair. But... If you are not a college student right now and you're listening to this, and he's like, I can't wait to get college to go fuck around and have a blast. Don't fucking go to college if you're thinking that. Yeah, you, you kind of got a point. Like, don't get me wrong. You can have fun. But if you're just going to get laid and drink and do stupid shit. Jesus Christ. You're going <laughs> to waste so much fucking money. Go to clubs or something. You'd have a better experience. You'd spend way You will less. be very <laughs> ill-prepared for the coming financial crisis of our generation if you waste all of your money on booze and not going to classes and not getting a degree. Because it's coming. That stock market collapse and we can't buy houses. It's going to happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I don't want to see I say I see a lot of people, but I feel kind of bad because I'll see people that are making piss poor decisions. I've seen people take drugs that I didn't think college students can get their hands on. I've seen people take prescription drugs to do things for college that I think was kind of stupid. Just I don't know. I, I guess I want to say be careful, but just use some common sense mm-hmm. rather than just try to fly by the seat of your pants which yeah um you sound like you're disappointed in something well just the way people act sometimes there are people in my hallway like oh god uh oh I don't want this to be an at to people because I <laughs> swear to god it's not you Carson it's not you Marley you know who I'm fucking talking about there are um, some people in my hallway yeah. that do that shit and I can tell they are making, like, really bad decisions, and they should probably just stay home Friday night and work on their homework. But they're out at another party. And, like, Jesus Christ, like, man, college is fun, and you can go to parties and have fun, but you're also spending a lot of money, a lot of your parents' money, and you're going to have to pay that money back eventually. Don't get me started on free college for this country. It only take like five to six percent of the military budget. Oh Jesus! Twenty twenty Bernie Sanders. Um, oh my! But the state that we're in, the twenty thousand dollars that I had to pay this year between scholarships, savings, and federal unsubsidized loans. Yes. I'm not gonna waste that shit. Uh-huh. My dad would fucking murder me if I wasted that money. Luckily, I haven't yet. I haven't had any like really difficult classes i haven't been going to parties but like go to a few parties but also like try to be serious about what you're doing to, to some extent you know like i went to a few parties um not like college parties but like closer friend parties and that's all i really need you know yeah i'm kind of a homebody, home body excuse me 
I don't need to go out and drink, and I don't. I have. I. I haven't. I haven't yet in college. So I'm almost certain of this answer, but I'll ask anyway, just because people don't know you like I know you that are going to be listening to this. But say you didn't have a serious girlfriend, Abby, a f- friend of mine, your girlfriend for how long? Two uh, years. Coming up on two years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, say you guys weren't dating. Would you go to more parties, you think? No. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So. And she knows that, too. Like, Do you think Abby would go to parties if you weren't dating? No. We're pretty much the same person in that respect. Like, we're both, you know, a little socially shy. Uh-huh. You know, I feel like I would be comfortable at a party but also like i would rather be playing video games or watching a movie or like hanging out with her and marley or whatever mm-hmm. like i just have a better time when i'm hanging out with them than like going to a group of people that i don't know at a house that i don't know and like having drugs around me like that's not what i want to spend my night with my drugs are like chai tea and some honey and I'm I'm dead ass serious. Like I know you're not joking. I, I trust mm-hmm. you. I like I don't want to judge anybody. And if you're being safe, I I guess I can't judge you. But if you're going out, just trying to sling dick or have a good time and maybe go home with somebody, and you're both intoxicated, or you're both thinking that you're making bad decisions, just reevaluate yourself in the morning. I'm not gonna stop you in the middle of the act. I don't want to do anything bad to anybody. But if you gotta have fun by going out with a bunch of strangers and losing who you are for a period of time i think there might be something that you don't want to recognize in yourself yeah uh yeah i think sometimes that's true for sure um but like if i if I or a close friend that I trusted, like, went out, like, I wouldn't necessarily judge them or assume that there's something wrong, you know? They, you know, they may just want to go out and have fun, but, like, I just don't see the fun in going out and, like, getting trashed and, like, losing control of yourself. I genuinely have a fear of, like, losing control of myself. Yes. That's why I don't do drugs and I don't drink. Uh, you know, I've tried stuff before. I admitted that to a government prosecutor because it's not a secret and mm-hmm. like it's not my thing because it makes me really fucking paranoid and I don't it makes me feel weird and like out of touch with myself and it freaks me out on like some weird subconscious level mm-hmm. like I'm kind of like getting weird about it now because it, it makes me feel weird and I don't I don't see why that's fun to people you know especially when people are going out and like getting alcohol poisoning at parties at Edwardsville like why is that fun I've only seen that once or twice but it's it's I don't get how people do it Mm -hmm. but I guess people want different things out of their lives and you know what like I'm not going to judge someone that like has a insanely hard course load if they need something need some release yeah and you know I think some part of that is genuine um some people really take it like too far you know like I'm not gonna judge people you know whatever they need to get by but like alcohol poisoning or you know doing crazy shit at parties is I don't think it's it man Mm -mm. ain't my cup of tea it's not I just, I, I mean, I get anxious sometimes, but I just watch a movie or whatever. There you go. I did, 
we talked about it very briefly earlier, but I did want to go back to it also. Whenever you're talking about the honor system compared to the rest of the students and how students may see it as like we're uppity or something, I agree with that. I wonder if it's more about people aren't like the only big difference between, from my understanding, from talking to other people, the coursework between the honors classes and the non-honors is it's more discussion based. Mm -hmm. We write more papers. Yeah, but I don't believe it's technically harder. I believe no. it's more like you think, I guess, more. And yeah. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say you just like think about different things in a different aspect. Mm -hmm. But uh, whenever, like, whenever they're trying to explain to us the honors program, we had to take a course called Intro to Honors at my school. It was more about teaching us what an honors program was supposed to be from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And they said even if a student didn't have great standardized testing scores if they actually wrote a good like application and talked about yeah. why they'd be passionate about something that'd still be led into the it's course. the same same there so do you think people are not interested in the honors program just because they perceive it to be more work or just because they're not interested in that type of thing i think it might be both and like if if you're not interested in that you know that's fine like I think there's a lot of like use in getting that out of a college career, but you know, if you want to go into pharmacy school or whatever major, like that's not your cup of tea. It's that's fine, you know. If you don't want to do it, that's okay. You'll have your own experience. You have know? you ever thought about dropping out of college yet? No. Okay. Yeah, like straight no. I love it. Um, I think sometimes I force myself to like like college or be optimistic about it but I genuinely had a really great time. Just because, like, I'm living on my own. I can do what I want to do. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to parties. It's not like I'm spending, like, a lot of money on stuff I don't need uh, or I don't know what's a new thing that I can do in college. Go, go to campus events. I go to campus events, but not because, like, I really want to. But, yeah, it's... Fuck, what was my point here? Uh, yeah, it's it's not so much that I, like, crave being at SIUE. Yeah. I just really like being by myself. You like the independence of it? Yeah, I like the independence. I like to be able to choose who I want to hang around with and, like, how I present myself and who I meet. And like you said at the end of high school, like, this is almost like a reset on life, especially for you. And I think you appreciate that a lot, and I do too, yes. to some extent. Like, I have Abby and Carson and Danielle up there to check me, and Ethan and James and, you know, Emily or whatever. Uh -huh. They don't know me that well, but you know what I mean? To check me. But, like, I can also mold myself in, into someone sort of new, which is really cool. Yeah. So I don't think I'm a bad... I don't think I was ever a bad person, but, like, I can... I liked you. <laughs> slightly improve myself. Yeah. I can optimize. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about it, but a big reason why I picked UIS was because I'd be starting completely fresh. There's no one there. Not yeah. a single soul. Like, I've processed people that have like checked into looking at UIS and I almost think about like deleting their accounts whenever I do it. I was like, I can't do that even though I want to. <laughs> like people from our high school, I was like, ah, 
Jesus. But I've only I've met one person from Carbondale, and mm-hmm. I've and I met some people from Anna Jonesboro, and they're good people. It's, yeah. By the way, I do have another ski. If you're, it's in there. I know. <laughs> but uh, I like the idea of being able. I haven't changed myself really. I'm like this. I'm sure I'll go back and somebody's gonna listen to this podcast. I was like, you're a little different. I was like, really? Maybe that'll be the case. I doubt it. But I'm satisfied that I don't want to say it's like testing myself, but for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. it is testing mm-hmm. myself to show that I can still be myself. Yeah. People will still like it, even if I'm not from my hometown. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, like, changed a little bit about myself. Like, with new people, I try to be, like, a little bit less anxious. And, like, I do actively attempt to, like, talk to more people. Yeah. Maybe my job kind of requires that sometimes. Um, but even with, like, old friends like Abby and uh, Carson, like, just being a little bit more open to new things or adjust to something that they want or whatever. Um, I now have more of an ability to do that because, like, I'm not expected to be a certain way by, like, everyone that I know in Murfreesboro and Carbondale and stuff. So, like, I feel like, you know, my relationship can, like, be a little bit of a new like fun thing up there where we're not around people that we like all know and stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, and like all my new friends that i'm making i can like slightly adjust how i act just because i can look back on my past and be like wow that was stupid or whatever i've done like try to write that you know yeah it's it's weird to think that we got old though that I, don't, I don't feel old yet. Well, like, we got older, I should say. Yeah, but I think the cool thing about college and, like, one of the reasons I chose SIUE is, like, being around new things, especially St. Louis. That. Like, it, I'm so excited because I'll be up in Edwardsville tomorrow and, like, I can just go to St. Louis any fucking night of the week because it's 15 minutes away and that's so dope. And, like, you're near Springfield. That's a pretty big town, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, here, got Carbondale, which is, like, pretty cool, and Giant City. I do, like, Southern Illinois' landscape a lot. You're a landscape person. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, <laughs> and geologically interesting. Uh, but, like, there's so much new stuff that, like, we can go check out. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that Abby asked me is, like, we need to explore a lot. Like, yeah, I need to do that more. Because, like, there's a bunch of new shit that... I haven't checked out, and we haven't checked out, so... Yeah. Um, you mentioned your job a little bit earlier, but can I ask you about your next job also? Yeah. All right. <laughs> what's your current job, and what's your next okay. job? Um, and you were on a podcast because of your current job, correct? Yes, I was. There I you was. Go. So I'm a photographer at the Elastal newspaper uh, on campus at Edwardsville, so it's like the student newspaper. So, the Alestal is actually an acronym for Alton, St. Louis, and Edwardsville. That makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we cover, like, campus news and, like, local stuff and all that. And it's really fun. And I get to do something that I love, which is photography. And I, it's, like, one job that I've had yet that, like, hasn't gotten old. Like, I may not always want to go to some stupid campus event and it's kind of taxing, but, like, it's never boring. You know what I mean? Well, that's nice. Like, I'm up late sometimes, but it's not like I'm, like, doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. And it's also artistically interesting. Um, 
So that's dope. I met one of my best friends, Trevor, at the newspaper there. We just had a boss leave, Ryan Barry, awesome dude. So like my two early friends in college were because of my job, luckily. Okay. Uh, and I love everybody that works there too, and it's been dope. Um, so <laughs> I want to be careful here um, with my next job because yes. it's, it's a government related thing and like I'm, I really want this job I've been wanting it forever and I don't want to fuck up anything he and wants I, it bad I've been trying to be really genuine through this broadcast just in case someone listens to it you uh -huh. know um, so uh, to preface it like I chose go to go to SIUE because of the reasons that SIUC yes um the proximity to Edwardsville and St. Louis. Yes. And something my dad threw me into and there recommended me is it's is SIE's proximity and relationship to the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which is a which, as far as I understand, is technically a like kind of an offshoot government uh, thing. Uh huh. That does military or private contractor intelligence work based yes. on geographic things like map making or whatever computer science um, so it's obviously a geospatial thing any set of data or imagery or um, study that you're doing that can be translated to some sort of geospatial mapping or data set can you know be contracted to the NGA or whatever so I, I know that it does a lot of stuff for the military um, so I knew that like a lot of students at SIUE get jobs there and they have a great relationship with the geography department at SIUE yes. which is what I'm en enrolled in right now so I took it um, and I saw that they have an internship uh, <laughs> offering for summer of 2019 and like I applied. I, you know, I thought my application was pretty good. Yes. But admittedly, like, I don't have a ton of experience with like complex mapping, or I don't know how to use like ArcGIS yet, and all that stuff. I think this is that's. If anybody at the NGA is listening, I'm luckily I'm taking a class on cartography in this next semester, so I, I will be more prepared. Um, so like you know i kind of naively submitted an application and like um i got the internship eight hey. uh they send emails and calls that are like unclassified so i have no sort of like secret shit that they've given me yet and um you know they said they told me that i got the job and um I can tell you that I'm a cartographer there. Actually, I don't even know my specific assignment, and that's stuff that I can't say in public. Um, but I don't know it yet, so like I can't, I can't, you know, I can't say. I don't have anything to say. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a cartographer there. That's the department that I'm in, and I I know that I'm going to be working on a project over the summer. Um, and every everyone that gets accepted there has to go through a secret security clearance um, program where there's a lot of investigation into past events in your life and all that to make sure that you're not a bad boy yeah not a bad person bad uh, seed. a counterintelligence agents agent or 
No, like no, I know you're being it's serious. crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's been intimidating a little bit. Like I'm only 18, and I'm being like asked like a lot of, you know, have you been interrogated by somebody or something? No. Um, have you been interviewed though? Like, yes, I, I've been interviewed by a uh, a person from the government that like you know asked me some stuff, and I you know you have to be honest with these people. Because they can find out whatever they need to need know about you. Um, so I think that all went pretty well, and I have some more meetings and things with them. I know that my employment is going to start in the summer, and I'm going to be working on something really cool. Um, I, th- I think I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'm just assuming that it's going to be pretty cool. It sounds like everything you'd be interested in so far. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be, it's going to be really dope. I think. Um, so like it's weird to go from a high school student to like being lucky enough to get something as crazy as this Mm -hmm. um as far as i understand most people get an internship like this in like junior senior year so like i'm through interviews and like data collection i'm trying to be as honest as possible because like you don't think bad i i I really want this i i think i'm i'm qualified for it so like I'm. I've actually been doing like drills with my dad downstairs because he he is kind of like a closet geographer. So he has like, you know, maps that I've been analyzing and stuff. Like he taught me how to read like uh, UTM coordinates uh, last night, and you know I've been doing fun stuff at home to try to like help with this because I'm I'm trying to really go for it. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, I have a coworker at the Elastel that also has this internship at. Um, the NGA, she's in a different department than I am. She says it's really cool, but like, once you get the job and once you know what you're placed in and what you're doing, like, it's top secret shit. And wow, yeah, um, I bet that's exciting. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. I'm excited. Um, but like, it's it's gonna be so interesting, like working for like military intelligence shit. I feel like a, a little bit of a secret agent, secret but I'm super excited. Agent man. Um, I know that like it's it's so, so. I don't know what they all work with. I assume it's pretty current military intelligence, obviously, or you know private contract work or whatever. But like you can't bring smartphones or laptops into the building. <laughs> That's pretty gnarly. I'm gonna be reading a lot of books over the summer on breaks or you know whatever on the toilet so it's i'm i'm super excited but right now i'm just trying to i'm playing it safe and doing doing the right stuff so like that's why i'm kind of cautious you know talking about it Uh that makes sense everything they've sent me is unclassified so it's not like i'm questioning what i can say or not but i still don't want to like jinx anything yeah, I don't want to jinx anything. I don't want to be, like, advertising myself to the world. Because, like, this security clearance still has to clear. And, like, there's nothing glaring in it. You know, I haven't done anything uh, that bad. Um, so that has to clear. But, like, not everything is set and dry yet. And, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that it, it does because I want it. So. I like it. Yeah. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, do it. All right. I'm, I'm sure I can leave the microphone running. You have enough sure, personality man. to keep talking. Yeah. So, uh, anybody still listening here? Um, yeah, I graduated high school with Jackson. 
2018. Um, are you okay? Did you crack your screen? Okay, good. Um, high school was an interesting time. We got to know each other over some uh, some of Jackson and I's emotional uh, crises. Um, but I'm glad I'm in college now. It's weird talking into a mic alone, but uh, if Kelton listens to this a lot, uh, like Jackson said he did, I love you, Kelton. I think you're an awesome person. And I love that you are pretty genuine with my sister and your understanding um, of what I have to say. So I think you're, you're a really cool dude, and I appreciate you. So I think you should keep listening to these. And then Bob, Bob Knope, one of my idols. If you are listening to this, also keep listening because your son is doing some pretty interesting stuff here. And also know that that letter that I wrote you guys um, during graduation was totally true. And I think you guys are in some weird way part of my family. So I'm glad I have this friendship with your son because it's opened me to a lot of fun times and serious talks and goofiness. But um, your son's a great dude and he does cool stuff. So I'm not trying to plug the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, but I think it's a good idea, and I like being on it, so I can't complain. Um, anybody else listening? Uh, I guess do what Jackson says and follow your dreams and do cool stuff and know that he is not the voice of God, but he's a cool host. I'm glad you do. Jackson said he feels like a new man. Ah, okay. Is it time? It's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Do I need another Diet Coke? Nope, we're good for right now. The third ski. We have more, so don't worry. Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. I'm going to run this market out of house at home. Hopefully we don't have it that much longer, but anyway. I'm going to interrogate you after this this podcast about that. Okay, I like it. Ah, So what did I miss? What did you talk about? You're not allowed to know. Really? Am I going to get to hear No, you're going to like it. Don't worry. I told them, um, just stupid shit. I like stupid shit. <laughs> um, let's see. Something I was thinking about whenever we were doing this podcast earlier and however far we're into this. I don't want to look because I don't want to jinx anything because I like where this is going. But I was thinking about Key Club and all the people that I got to meet and I was happy and grateful that you met some of those people too whenever we went on those trips. I actually talked to Anthony. He listens. I'd imagine he's probably hey, going to listen to this. Nice. I love Anthony. Yes. That was honestly one of the funnest weekends of like ever, honestly. Um, Would you like to tell him where we went and what we did? Yeah, we went to Black Mountain, North Carolina, which is like east of Asheville by like 20, 30 minutes, up in the, the eastern ranges of the Appalachians. It was beautiful. It was like honestly this like fall wonderland that I have never seen before and had never seen since. Like it was, I, that was one of the most beautiful like settings ever. Yeah. Um. So when we drove up to this lodge where Key Club was holding their like I guess pro- kind of like national yeah. convention sort of the thing. Fall leadership rally is what it's yeah. called. It was like it's like Kiwanis. It was supposed yeah, it to be was, a collective of Kiwanis Key Club. Mm-hmm. Like, all the branches of Kiwanis coming in together to have a good old fun weekend. Yeah. So, um, 
I went along because I like Jackson, and Abby was in it too. So I wanted to go with Abby and Jackson. This is a cool thing in the mountains because I knew it was going to be pretty. But like, I was also interested in Key Club. Um, I liked um, the leadership that we had at the club at the time. And, uh, <laughs> oh boy. And um, we could talk about that a little bit later. So yeah, but no, it was it was truly a great weekend. Oh god, my sister's calling. You're, you're okay, okay. I'm gonna pick it up. It will be fine. Uh, yes. Hi, Aiden. You're on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. What's up? Hey, Aiden. Oh, hey. Um, I need to. I need to know how to work this TV upstairs. That's awkward. Which TV? They're trying to work a TV. Oh, okay. So, Key are you trying to thing. turn it on? I was a part of it for a long time, but we'll talk about that in a hot second. Time um, for another Diet Coke. Well, you have to turn on the Blu-ray player. Yeah. There's, oh. n- there's no other input on that TV. No, you, the, the Blu-ray player works pretty well. It also, might, my Tinder match was It might out. buffer for a second, but like, it works well. So, the Samsung remote obviously communicates with the Samsung Blu-ray player, and the LG remote communicates with the LG TV. Now, note that the power button on the LG remote does not turn Thank on the still TV. Listening, by You're going to have to turn like it on podcast so on the side of the TV. Also, I think Aiden wants to be on the podcast. That might be an interesting Aiden, you're cutting out. Time. Can you, like, speak into the phone? But you never know. You're going to have to give it a second. It's going to click, and you're going to hear it spin up. Um, so. Okay. Use your brain, Aiden. I, pr- I, I believe in you. Okay, well, tell all the viewers I say hello. Aiden says hello. If Kelton's listening, you know who she is. Most other people know who Aiden is. She's yep. pretty cool. Nice lady. Um, she's my and sister. And tell Jackson that me and Jenna want to be on his podcast, and we're definitely going to listen to this one. Okay, you should. I think this one's pretty good. Uh, I like it so far. Yeah. It's good. We all, Lily said she listened to the one about Holden, and it was really inspirational. Hey, hey. Yeah. Holden's a cool guy. I need so to yeah. listen to that one. We'll podcast with you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll, I'm going to let you guys go, okay? Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Cool. There you go. All right. What were we talking about? We were talking about Key Club. Going yeah. Trip. So we laughed about the leadership, and that's how far we got. Yeah, I roomed with Jackson and then two other high school students, um, and then across from our room was the other people from the Illinois Iowa district, which was Charles, Andrew, and then God bless him, I forget his name. Anthony. Who did I say? I said Anthony and Charles, right? You said Andrew by accident. Oh, oops. I'm Andrew. thinking of Andrew Kent. Uh, which is a dude that I met up at Edwardsville. I apologize. It was Charles. I know Anthony, who you. I know who you are, Anthony Palazzolo. Jared Come get you. And Jared. Um, I don't think we're yes. getting anybody. Yeah, I, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, Anthony is hilarious. So is Charles. We had a conversation about George Bush, <laughs> and it was just like a memeing conversation. But oh my God, it was so funny. Like George Bush. 
you can think what you want about him as a president, <laughs> but I'll be darned if he was not one of the most quotable presidents ever. You know, there's a saying down here in Texas. You fool me once. Uh, uh, you're not going to fool me again. No, I think it's like, I, if you fool me once, shame on you. If you fool me twice, uh, uh, you ain't going to fool me again. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Jesus. And then there's like the Mountain Dew Code Red thing. And we, were, we were making up code codes. Uh, for national security, and we were just, oh my god, it was so funny. It was all like a meme on Mountain Dew. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but that I laughed so hard that night. Um, and it was all due to Anthony and Charles. That was really funny. I miss them. I do too. Uh, I want to see Anthony and Charles again. Anthony lives in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Charles lives in Peoria. Uh, Charles is going to Dartmouth. Anthony is still in high school as of right now. I think he's probably still on the district board in Key Club. I don't. I tried to uh, forget the majority of what happened and try to stay away from the stuff that I could stay away from. But I think they're both doing well. I think if Anthony would be willing to, he's obviously welcome on the podcast. He definitely should. That would be a good one. That'd be dope. I think so. But uh, that weekend was really good. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of tried to swoop on Charles' girl a little bit. Uh, Grace, I don't think they're dating now. Maybe they are. I don't know. I think they are, but at the time, they weren't. Like, they weren't official. Yeah, you could tell. They're both very nice people. I, I could tell. Jackson maybe was blind. I was uh, thirsty. With hormones. It's okay. You know, I don't blame you, Jackson. But uh, I'm very happy that they I don't blame you for being blinded by your own hormones, because sometimes in middle school gotta eat. or high school... Early high school, that happens. Yes. It's a bad place to be, but you know what? It do be like that. But Don't uh, steal people's girls, though. Like, I will let the girl make that decision. Anyway, I'm not a bad person. Anyway, as we digress, I thought that was a good weekend. Like, it makes me sad to think that I'm not a part of those people's lives anymore. Hopefully, I will cross their paths again. I appreciate I think the majority of them are listening or have listened to the podcast. They've given me good feedback on it. They like it. I've talked to them at least. They miss you. I know. I'm pretty sure Anthony asked about you one time. Hey. And I'm sure Charles has at least thought about you if we didn't talk about it. We only mm-hmm. talked very briefly. But uh, I think that was a very good experience for me because I had two of my closest friends and we crossed paths with a bunch of people that I have met before and we've gotten a lot closer since then. Which is kind of weird to think about. But if there's a key club at your high school or Circle K at your college, I suggest joining it. Um, for the people at my school, we do have a Kiwanis Stadium. That's where our soccer games are at. Kiwanis is the parent organization of all of that. But again, I don't know. We don't have a Circle K on our campus. It do be like that, though. Yeah. Sorry, Aiden's having issues with the Blu-ray player. That's okay. Everybody needs help with technology. Everyone. I can multitask. I appreciate that. But uh, as of right now, I've you put the majority of that Key Club stuff behind me. I think uh, everybody needs to move on from their high school days, and that's what I did. I think everything happened for a reason, and everything ended for the best. 
I'm not going to open up a can of worms, especially on this podcast. But my friend Jacob is privy to the majority of the stuff that I knew. And I was fairly open, and that wasn't the best time in my life. Just because of the I think for anybody. Probably right. But uh, that is all behind us now. Hey, life's lit now, right? It's a lot better. <laughs> but, um, Man, that was, a, that was a shitty period. Yeah, it wasn't that good. All right. That's okay, though. It do be like that. All parties have recombined. There you go. All right. There was something that I wanted to talk to you about, but I can't even remember what it was. Um, I'm probably going to delete Tinder soon. I think I talked about this already before, but it's time for me and Tinder to part ways pretty soon. You don't need it. I don't. I got enough game. I don't think anybody needs Tinder. Like, I've been thinking about it, and the only... Like, I don't understand the purpose other than to be thirsty. Like... And that's fair sometimes. Like, so, two of my closest friends, James and David Zoki... James and David are not married. Their name is not Zoki. But James Benjamin and David Zoki are two of my favorite people ever. Um, James uses Tinder... And David has used Tinder in the past. Um, and they don't need it. They're, they, like, obviously it is utilitarian. Uh, and they use it as such. But, like, they can go get people. They're, they're cute and they're funny. And I love them both. And I think they're personable enough that, like... I like that album. And I think you are, too. Thank you. I, Anybody I so. that has Tinder and, like, feel like it's your last resort, like, no, nah, man, they're better than that. There you go. But I, like, I'm not saying like you think it is or like you know James or David do because I know they don't. So, like, I don't use it for one night stands by any means. But whenever I'm thirsty, it makes it a lot worse. So it's like my thumb gets a little trigger happy whenever. It's those hormones again. Yes, Jackson. exactly. I have a problem with those suckers, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it what do teenager do. doesn't? Exactly, exactly. But um, it it is what it is. Evolution, baby. Mm-hmm. That's yes. <laughs> okay, I will ask you the question that I have to ask all my guests because that's what I do, Jacob. Okay. You, you know what episode? You know what this is called? Yeah. Pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Uh, we probably touched on it once or twice, but I want to ask you what makes you happy. What do you pursue in your life? Multiple things. I know. So let's start digging into these things. Hmm. Number one. I don't want to rank them, because I don't think I can rank these things. No, that's okay. Like, these things make me happy because they all coexist equally, you know? All right. And if they get thrown out of balance, they're, like, not, you know, not working correctly. So, the first one I'm going to say is, like, having an interesting life to some extent. So, like, doing things that are either unorthodox or like you know interesting um like i go i like to go see new places and i like to go eat at cool places or whatever um i never want to just do the same thing over and over again unless it's like play destiny or watch movies or whatever that's beside the point um so you know do interesting cool things sometimes at least go out of your element do something new that's what college has been for me. Yes. Um, second one that I'm going to say is, like, 
Empire Precious closed down. That's what that oh. light was. Right, the, the world has darkened in this gray. Oh, it's ten o'clock. Damn. Jesus, this gray, bleak, midwinter sky. I don't know what the exact quotes are from Grand Budapest, but it's something <laughs> like that. Um, you hadn't mentioned it once. <laughs> yeah, I did. Plug Wes Anderson. Um, I was waiting for this. I almost brought it up earlier, but I figured you would continue. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, photography is another one of them. Um, or, like, having a hobby that's fun to you. Photography is mine. It, like, forces me to in- invent in some way and, like, do interesting stuff and, like, experiment with art. It's yes. my art thing. I think this might be your art thing. I would this say is my this creative. Is art. Yeah, it is. Um, another one is have, like, good relationships. So, like, my relationship with Abby, like, I, I try to make that as fun as possible and, like, be real with her, you know, about stuff and, like, have a partner that, like, is not only interesting but, like, easy to talk to and, like, understands me well. Yeah. And luckily enough, I have that right now. And that's dope. And, like, she is interested in a lot of the same stuff that I am. Um, and I'm lucky for that. And, like, it's the same thing with my other relationships, like, with you and, you know, James and David and Steven and Matt and fucking Trevor and Ryan and, you know, everybody that I need to shout out. Um, just having people in my life that are, like, interesting to talk to. One thing I love about my friends is, like, there's never a dull moment, you know? We're always talking about something. And, you know, obviously that extends to my parents and Abby. Abby, I lop in with my friends if I'm not denoting it as my, you know, significant. Yeah, obviously. I don't need to cover my ass for this. Nope, you're good. Um, I got your back. So, yeah, all of my relationships and friends are all interesting to me. And, like, I have a good time with them. We're never not talking about something, like, interesting. And I always feel comfortable with them, so that makes me happy. Um, obviously, there are ups and downs with, like, friendships and stuff like that. Like, I've phased out of some people's lives and stuff like that. But, like, the people that are going to stick with you are always going to come back, you know? So, I know at the end of summer, like, Matt was really worried about, like, us heading out to college and him staying here, but, like... We talked about that on the podcast. Really? Yeah. I mean, we came back, bitch. I told you, Matt, you motherfucker. Uh, yeah. So, he, he's special in my life. He's probably my best friend ever. He knows me more than anybody else. Uh, I feel... I was thinking about it the other day, because I was hanging out with James and David, and I was like, I'm not comfortable doing this thing with them, but, like, Matt, Matt knows me well enough that I, like, I can, like... Be like, hey, I'm coming over, and he would have no, you know, issue. But you know, he, he knows me that well. Um, so having friends that you're comfortable with is another thing that makes me happy and that is interesting too. I don't want dull friends, and I don't have any. There you go. Because if they're dull, they're not my friends. And hopefully, I'm not dull. If I'm dull, I don't want to. I don't want you to seek me out. Because that's not fun. Um, man, I have some weird friends. I love them all. I hope I'm just as weird as they are. <laughs> um, hopefully I make some, some more this semester. There's one dude that I met in my anthropology class, John Michael. Uh, oh, God, 
God, he's so funny. His Instagram handle is hilarious. And I told him one day, like, hey, do you want a room next year? He's like, sure, man. And we need four people to room together in Evergreen Hall, which is, like, the upper class dorm. Yeah. And we don't know yet. But, like, I know him, like, a little bit. But he just happens to be the other freshman that I know well enough that I want to room with. Um, so I need to, I, I want to hang out with him more this semester. So hopefully more friends. So happiness. Uh, third and final thing is, like, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> This is a difficult question. I think that's why you pose it. Yes, I do. Um, well, I guess I already mentioned photography, because but I would also um, include like any form of media that I consume. So like video games make me happy. I wrote a paper for. Miss Mo in high school about my inspirations because the whole class did. Yes. And I, it was like a four-page long rant about everything that I loved and like every piece <laughs> of media that I've ever listened, you know, consumed. I uh, um, So like I've gotten into comic books recently because of Stephen, James, and David and like I'm having the best fucking time ever. I just bought the Hellboy comics by Mike Mignola and I'm so excited to read those. Like yeah, graphic novels are cool. So, like, my main forms of entertainment that make me happy is, like, movies, number one, because I would love to be a cinematographer, combining movies and photography. Um, music, I've started a pretty decent vinyl collection. My big Christmas present was a good turntable. I'm sitting out in my, my car, actually, right now, and it's quite expensive. Your car's still there? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Um... <laughs> ironically pc building and hardware i really fucking dig that shit me and matt nerd about that all the time you yes know that. yes i do um uh and then uh what's my other thing video games jesus yeah video games um so those are my entertainment things that make me happy and then i i don't know what else uh like travel academia makes me happy i like learning about shit you know learning about interesting stuff and then to some extent new things you know i'm not one to like change every everything in my life at certain points i don't i don't like change yeah that much um but i do like new things you know going to college whatever traveling to a new place meeting a new person for the most part is happy and entertaining but yeah, those are the things that make me happy. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's my stuff. Those are my breads and butters. I like decorations a lot. I like collectible figures. I buy a lot of those fucking Halo Mega Bloks single character packs at Walgreens sometimes. Mm-hmm. I dig that shit. I just bought a Destiny figurine at Walmart for five dollars. There you go. You're not pressed for time yet, are you? No. All right, good. There's a couple of other things I want to talk to you about, which I think are kind of fun. Do you remember, like, this isn't the main point or question I'm going to ask you, but do you remember meeting your girlfriend, Abby? Like, before you guys started? Before? I don't remember, like, the first time. No, I don't think I remember the first time she walked into class, eighth grade. Okay. I don't remember most of middle school at all. That's okay. Um, 
but, but no. Do you? I I remember this because you told me about it, and I was there very briefly, and then I was gone. Mm-hmm. But how you guys decided that you wanted to start dating, which I think is kind of a fun story, if you don't mind me asking you about it. Yeah. I think uh, it's kind of whimsical. I like it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun time in life. Um, so, like, uh, I had been friends with Abby for a while, and, like, I, I'm going to finger quote, like, we dated in middle school when I was a naive child um, that didn't know how to treat people properly, and I was too, like, nervous about women in relationships. Yes. Cringe. I was, I was, I was such a child. Um, and then we, like, broke up in eighth grade, and then, like, two years later, I always knew her through, like, Scholar Bowl and stuff, and, like, um, I knew her, she was dating David at the time, and had for two years, and, um, they broke up, and, like, we, uh, we went through, a, to a bunch of Scholar Bowl tournaments and stuff like that, and then we went to Scholar Bowl for state. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sophomore year. Holy shit, my junior year. High school was too long. Um, yeah, my junior year. That was a really good year for Scholar Bowl. And, um, yeah, we just really clicked on that trip. And it was, it was, I look back with a lot of nostalgia. It was a good time. Uh, we connected on a lot of levels. And, like, remember that night that we went to Daisy's house and we watched house Grand Budapest? That's the trip. That's the moment. That, that was like, that is one of my most rose-tinted memories ever. I don't know why, but that was like the spheres of existence aligning. It was like my new friend, which was you, Daisy, who was a new friend. And I still I still like Daisy a lot. Me too. She's a character. Um, and then Abby. And like, I didn't know if I liked Abby, like, 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 liked Abby at the time. Uh, but when we went to Daisy's, I was like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember. Um, it was a w- it, that was an interesting night. And then we watched Grand Budapest. I forced them to watch Grand Budapest, which is my favorite movie. Yes. And it was great. Um, and then we just kept talking, and it was really good. And it's still really good. I remember this. I'm pretty sure this was after that night. It wasn't far after because things kind of escalated after that, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember. I don't know why. You weren't with us, but me and Abby went out to lunch, and we were here. Mm-hmm. I think we were sitting at this table. Yeah. yeah. That one or this one. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was talking about... She was trying to tell me that she had a thing for you. And she wanted... Like, she didn't want me to feel weird about it. Because yeah. she was afraid that the three of us would stop being friends if you two started Aww. dating. And to be fair, you guys both were worried about that once you guys started dating. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of funny. Because you guys dating did not stop us being friends. Mm-hmm. Before you guys decided to start dating, the three of us were hanging out. We ate here a bunch. Yeah. We were the three friends. Mm-hmm. You guys started dating, and that whole new dynamic yeah. started. But I thought that yeah. was, like, I thought it was fun. Kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I guess cute's the word, that she yeah. was worried about it. And I thought it was nice that you both were worried about that. Mm-hmm. And I think everything worked out for the best. Nearly two years later, you guys are still dating, so yeah. obviously something went right. Mm-hmm. But it's weird to think how <clears throat> life happens like that. 
I remember that night we went bowling with Daisy. Was that the same night? No, that was not no, the same, it night. The same we night. We went to Italian Village. I don't even know how that happened. We went to it. I think we met at Italian. Yeah. Village. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, this was like two years. Holy shit! I'm old. It almost makes you want to cry thinking about it. It's such a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. But like, it's nice to think that everything works it's out. Ri- it's so vivid in my mind. But it was like two years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember my mom asked Daisy if she was drunk <laughs> over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, Daisy's just hyper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that. So, like, yeah, we just clicked. I took her on a... I felt like I was really awkward on a date to Thai taste, which is our first date on, like, the 17th of March. Oh, wow, you remember. That's Yeah, I do. That's nice. Yeah, and that's what we recall as our anniversary. Um... Because I never asked her, like, do you want to date? At a certain point, we were just like... Well, this is what it is. Yeah, this is what it is. And, yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, I remember going on hikes with her and, like, showing her cool places that I knew about and stuff. And I think I've shown her everything here that I know about now. So, um, yeah, it's been a really good time. I appreciate, like having something steady through high school that, like, I could always fall back on and, like, also reflected, like, the times and stuff like that, so. Um, and that happened with, like, all my friendships, too. And, like, now that we're in college, we're, like, independent, we can do what we need to, and that's good. Um, you know, being able to, like, rely on each other, but also feel free enough that, like, we don't have to go to school or you know whatever like we have our own schedules and like we can see each other when we need to and all that stuff and um yeah we had a really good spring break together we found this this series on netflix called like somebody somebody feed phil and it's kind of like an obvious ripoff of anthony bourdain's um okay thing but equivalently good uh, it's like a really peppy Anthony Bourdain. I fucking miss Anthony Bourdain so bad. I'm sure you do. Um, He's was I like your type show. of guy. Uh, but we started watching this somebody please somebody feed Phil show, and we've been like going through it over break, and that's been fun. So we spent a lot of time together, and then we also went up to, to Marley's a lot and hung out with Matt and stuff. Like we spent New Year's at. at uh, Matt's house with Jackson and a bunch of other friends. That was really fun. Yep. It was like, yeah, it was the amigos aligning again and like everything came back to where it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I felt very filled. Yeah. Personally, that was a good night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a good break and now it's time for semester two. Back to work. R.I.P. So. I'm sorry to lying to people at Carson's that I was going home, by the way. I did not go back home, but uh, that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to call you out. No, that's okay. I told Carson that, like, I had family dinner and then I was going to go to Matt's, and Carson knows that I'm not a partier. Yeah. It's okay. Like, I had the intention of going back home, but I was like, it's 11 o'clock, and I might as well be with my friends. So yeah. I, figured I, I, I told Carson, like, I was going to go out, go to Matt's, and, like, he knows I'm not a partier. I don't care. I'll he he knows who I am. Yeah. 
Trust me, I there was them, plenty of people that were surprised to see me there, I'm sure. Fair. But it was nice to see, like, familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Your sister was there. Yes. But, uh, it's, I guess, we're in college now, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. You want to see where we're at, Captain? I feel like this might be on track to be our longest episode ever of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Yeah, how long do we have? Long. <laughs> That's going to be a hella good question. Well, it's 10.14, and you got here, like, at 8. Yeah, I mean, that's... Hmm. It's loading. A lot. I can't do math, because I don't have any math gen eds. That's okay. Um, I want to say R.I.P. Mac Miller. Uh... I didn't say that in 2018. He was my one of my favorite artists. Uh, Jacob is very into music. He helps me discover a lot of things. He kind of exposed me to Mac Miller a little bit. He exposed me to Amine, who I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, to quote Anderson Pack. Uh, oh God! Uh, wish I still had Mac with me. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Guess where we're at, Jacob? Where are we at? An hour and 52 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit, hell yeah. Man, we talk a lot when we're together. Hey, Jesus yeah. Christ. I remember being at your house and, like, with Blake over. We would be awake till, like, three or four just talking. Yep. <laughs> I can't sleep with you because, like, every time that we've had to spend the night together, like, we're up. Yes. Late talking about shit. I don't regret good. it. I like it. Yeah. It means at least fucking David. And James and Stephen, no one shut up. Oh my God. Just kidding. <laughs> oh man, I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk to you about, which mm-hmm. I thought was important. You don't have anywhere to be, do you? Mm-hmm. All right. You have any questions for me, by the way? I'm giving you the opportunity mm-hmm. as I roll this napkin blunt with more napkins inside of it. <laughs> it's not a blunt. There's nothing inside of it but napkins. <coughs> It's a napkin-on-napkin blunt that is not lit. If you have a lighter. Nah. Just for public record. Okay. I promise. I'm I'll not, provide pictures. I don't have that much street cred. No. Um, I don't think so. You usually say what's on your mind. You ah, I usually a- answer not only your own, <laughs> but other people's questions for them. You just have a knack for that. What does that mean? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Either through your actions or words. Yeah, I try to keep. I try to keep for real. I try to be genuine. I try to. I don't want to be boisterous by any means. Well, yeah. I don't know. I like to be. I like people for me. What the fuck am I trying to say? <laughs> I like people knowing where I stand. I like mm-hmm. being able to be around people and have them know who the real me is. Obviously, nobody can know everything about me. You know what? I'm about to go off on a rant here because I've been thinking about this for a while. Like. I don't know, like, not a while, a while, but people have been busting my balls because I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. Like, I don't know how everybody feels about this, but people say I'm too concerned about what other people think. And don't get me wrong, maybe they're right. Maybe I have a problem with that. But I feel as though my personality is that type of personality where I want to make sure I can make people happy. I do struggle with sometimes with accepting that people may or may not like me. And I don't want to say I fight it, but I guess I do. I have a hard time just sitting on my hands and accepting that somebody doesn't like me. 
I feel like if somebody dislikes me, it's because I wronged them in some way, shape, or form. But I've had a couple of my friends from Springfield say that I need to drop some things. I don't know if you've ever had that experience I with do that me. shit a lot. I ask people... I feel bad because, like, I ask people, especially Abby, like, are you okay a lot? Yeah. I do mean it, but, like, I get anxious about stuff, too, so I understand what you mean, like... Yeah, that's... It's more or less that. I don't think I'm as... I'm as much, like, worried about what people think, but I definitely, like, get anxious about it, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not gonna go off on a rant, per se, I guess. It's just... I think it's my personality type to be more concerned about what people think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, there goes the Diet Coke. I've had three Diet Cokes during this podcast. Uh, three skis. You three ski. Would you like another one? No, I might take one on the road, but All right. my well, bladder is going to explode. My kidneys are going to go You going to pee real quick? No. Like, I don't have to pee right now, which is weird. Really? I have to pee again. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I guess I was empty. That's okay. But, um... I don't know. We talked about Tinder. Might delete that. Might not. This girl I'm... Like, I don't have the intention on hooking up with these girls. I do have the intention on meeting them if I like them. But, uh, like, I don't know if I do it because it's a boredom thing or what. It's just, that's what I do. There is a girl at UIS that I have my eye on. Uh, uh, uninstall Tinder and install Reddit. Reddit? I, I actually downloaded Reddit, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you should use it. Like, what do you mean? To find topics that are interesting, so oh. you don't just flip through people. You got a point. It's a lot less... Desensitizing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You're probably right. <laughs> yes. If you're scrolling through, like, memes and, like, PC, like, hardware articles, you're not, like... Yeah, it's much less psych- psychopathic. Yeah, I'm not feeding my hormones. Now, there's a lot of porn on Reddit, Jackson. All right. I was worried that's where we were going. But I guess porn is already desensitized to some extent. So. Yeah, it, it, it is. I think, I don't know. I'm not here to judge. But uh, I think, I don't know. I guess I'm going to wrap it up. Let's okay. get the two-hour mark. We have uh, two minutes to go. Sure. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say before I wrap this puppy up? I don't think so. I'm really excited to start reading a comic book series uh, called Doomsday Clock, which is furthering the crossover between the DC comic book universe and then the Watchmen universe. Because when Alan Moore, crazy drug wizard man, um, created Watchmen and wrote Watchmen, um, he had to have DC publish it because he was a poor, crazy wizard drug man, which he still is. And he wanted to make sure... He, he was very adamant in the fact that, like, Watchmen should never interact with any other comic book universe. It should be its own thing. Uh-huh. Well, DC has to make money. So, yeah. like, we're going to cross it over and make a dick load of money off of it. There so they go. did that. Thankfully, it's extremely good. And I, David and James lent me a bunch of comics that I need to, like, catch up on the story before I start Doomsday Clock. And that's what I'm going to be doing soon. I'm excited to read... The rest of Dune, which is Abby got me a really nice leather-bound copy of Dune by Frank Herbert, which What's is like an Dune? it's like an epic. It's Star Wars, but like better, and it predated Star Wars. So 
This huh. dude grows up on a desert planet, right? Yeah. And there's a galactic empire, and he is in a rebellion against the empire. That sounds familiar. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there's like faster light travel and like space battles and shit like that. Did George Lucas rip this guy off? Yeah. George Lucas is an asshole. Fucking look at my tweet record. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by that. I will publicly state that George Lucas does not deserve the rights to Star Wars because he's a butthead. I think. I personally think. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to read Dune because it's a really nice copy and apparently a really good book. And also Denis Villeneuve who uh, did Blade Runner 2049, one of my favorite movies ever. Sicario, one of my favorite movies ever. And Enemy, which is like, okay. And also Arrival, which is up there with some of my favorite movies ever, is adapting Dune for the second time. David Lynch, who directed um, like Fight Club and... Uh -huh. uh, no. Oh my god, I'm stupid. David Lynch did Mulholland Drive, David Fincher did Fight Club, and like, uh, David Finch, what else has David Finch directed? I don't know, David Lynch has done, um, Mulholland Drive and like Eraserhead. He's a really f weird guy, and he adapted Dune back in like the 80s or early 90s. Uh -huh. Apparently it's a pretty good adaptation, but it's just, it hasn't aged well. So Denis Villeneuve, arguably one of the best directors of the modern era, is adapting Dune, and I need to like know the source material before it comes out. So I'm excited about that. So I need to read that. I need to finish Akira by Katsuhiro Otomo. I'm finally reading the original manga series, and it's so good. That was an Asian name. Yeah, it was. Akira is like a landmark manga, and then a landmark anime film that he animated and directed. Like, yeah. Akira, both adaptations, um, or I guess you'd call it source material because they're both canon, um, forged like the cyberpunk genre along with Blade Runner. Like they almost released simultaneously. So like they created that like futuristic but grimy dystopia that like cyberpunk is, and that's really interesting to me. Uh, so I got that comic books to read and movies watch so life's pretty good right now uh yeah and i have this really cool internship coming up so there you go i have pursued happiness pretty well <laughs> i'm gonna say one thing i i thought i was gonna end it but i i got triggered not in a bad way but it made me think about this uh one of my I guess he used to be favorite actors. Kevin Spacey's been fucking up lately, pretty hardcore. I would, yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> hardcore. So I'm gonna say, my favorite movie is still American Beauty. I will say that. I will not say that I can really support Kevin Spacey anymore because he is just not making good decisions. Well, let's just say he made some piss poor decisions because I don't know if he's still making those. But uh, like, I don't know if anybody's knows what the movie is about. The plot points look a lot worse in today's uh, present time versus what they used to be. As you can, if you've seen the movie, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I highly suggest watching that movie. Jacob is a film buff. I think he appreciates the movie. Yeah, American Beauty is really good. And I think he appreciates why it's because of my favorite movie, just because of who I am as a mm -hmm. person. But I highly suggest if you ever wanted to make a change in your life, or you are unsatisfied with your life, or you think something's wrong, watch that movie. That, has that movie more or less inspired me, or how should I say, made me pursue what I wanted to pursue even more. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the words exasperate. Drove you? Yes, drove. Probably is a good word. It supported me. Yeah. Watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Second, I will start wrapping this up because I believe it's probably gonna. I hope you guys are still listening because I thought this was a very good podcast, even though I had to take a pee in the middle. Someone's gonna get like a third of the way through, skip the second third, and like finish it up. Someone's gonna hear this. Don't worry. All right. But uh, I do want to thank my friend Jacob for being here. I think, from as you can tell by the time that we spent, he's one of my closest friends, and we never really run short on things to talk about. But uh, Jacob has been here to supplement some of my happiness, even whenever I wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be. He was there to support me. I tried to be there for him. I think he knows that. I care for this man a lot. This was a very good episode, and I've been waiting to make this episode. I'm satisfied with this. I think... Jacob has been a part of my happiness. I hope to think that I was a part of his. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think... I don't know what I'm getting at, I guess. It's just surround yourself with people that make you happy. Surround yourself with people that care about you. That's what I tried to do. And I think that's something that you guys should do. It's kind of that part about self-love that I tried to talk about before. Just because you're in a bad place doesn't mean you should stop caring about yourself. And you should around people that also care about you and make you happy so all in all i want you guys to pursue your happiness i'm not going to say goodbye during this podcast i don't know if i ever did but i made this a conscious point in my head i'm going to say everything with the see you later rather than goodbye because i hope to think you guys are returning i'd like to think this is a thing that will be continuing i have at least two more podcasts already planned i'm think I'm going to release this one tonight. It is January 12th. The time is 10.30, more or less. I'd like to thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, I think you made a good decision because you got to know me and Jacob a little bit better. Very grateful. I have reached everything that I've wanted to accomplish so far in the year. I'm excited for where this podcast is going to be going. I hope it supplements for what I need to do in the future. That all being said, Jacob, thank you. I love you, brother. I want to say thank you to everybody that's listening, and I hope to see you guys soon. And please pursue your happiness. What do you think, Jacob? I love you too, brother. There you go. Goodbye, everybody. I should just play with you. See you later.